money, markets, investments. That's it. Get ready for insights, opinions, and discussions you will not hear at your local bank, on mainstream business television, or from ivory tower advisors. My name is Adrian Harsimiu, and I am the Recovering Bankster. Hello, it's time for another episode of The Recovering Bankster with more ivory tower market narrative disruptions coming at you from deep within the prairie land of Canada. Same moi, as always, Adrian, back in the host disruptor's seat, raring to go for another round. So as another earnings season began to unfold this past week, along came news of the demise of one of the premier private banksters to have ever lived although I have my doubts that he will be the last. Yes, that's right, at the ripe age of 82, Mr. Bernie Madoff met his maker on Wednesday, April 14th, 2021, hunkered in his fortress of imprisoned solitude. The ongoing narrative is that he was convicted of running the largest known Ponzi scheme in history. Here too, I have my doubts. Not doubts that he was running a Ponzi scheme. I think there can be little doubt of that as he himself eventually admitted to as much. No, no. My doubts are enshrined more so in the largest known aspect of the narrative. I believe there exist larger ones still today. Mostly are likely unknown right now, but a select few are most definitely known. But worry not. I'm not interested on converging onto the edge of the conspiratorial right now. Instead, in reading about Bernie's passing, I came across an interesting tidbit about his career in the article I read at at investing.com. Firstly, the article makes a note about the US SEC and its handling of the years-long scheme. Quote, The fraud exposed holes at the US Securities and Exchange Commission which through incompetence or neglect botched a half dozen examinations, end quote. It's been clear for years that the SEC may have been onto him, but failed to put an end to the multi-billion dollar charade and gratuitous transfer of wealth. What really made me chuckle was this quote from Madoff himself. Quote, there were several times that I met with the SEC and thought, they got me, end quote. I can only imagine the first meeting or two with SEC agents, with Madoff thinking his goose was cooked, only to see the agents turn around, leave his office, and be of little further nuisance to him for a little while longer, thus emboldening the top-notch froster with each passing uneventful meeting. Now what really gets me going, as should be of little surprise to any long-time listeners, is how regulators and commissions such as the SEC, are sold to the general population as the ultimate protectors of the little guy. And yet, they could only bring down this behemothic scheme once Madoff's two sons revealed their father's crimes. Although they, the sons, miraculously weren't involved, which then begs the question, how long did they even know about the scheme without saying anything? But that's beside the point. Instead, The point is that even with billions upon billions of dollars spent on arming the SEC 
with the tools and manpower to bring down any activity harmful to the general public. They weren't able to bring this man down without information from the inside. Wouldn't it have just been cheaper for society if the two sons had just come out in public and informed everyone what was going on? Sure, I grant it would still have been painful for those defrauded, but no more painful than with the SEC so-called help. Would the billions sent to the SEC not have been better spent elsewhere? I just don't understand why we're made to tremble at the thought and mention of the SEC, and yet they can't or won't do their mandated job of bringing these big problems down. Instead, they focus their manpower on the small and easy pickings in the crowd, which, yes, should also be exposed for what they are. But those small and easy pickings should be easy enough for any regular John or Jane to eventually unravel themselves. In any case, yes, I also fully recognize the target I'm painting on my own back in making comments about such entities. But for anyone who knows my true character, swindling and hucksterism are the furthest traits from my blood. I wouldn't be able to sell expired milk, whether or not it's still safe to drink, to a thirsty and malnutrition person without instantly breaking down. So know that in case I'm ever one of those easy pickings hauled off in front of a commission or panel or such. But anyways, I want to make this episode into a double header as I found another interesting story hit the wires with potential ramifications on another bankster cabal. The Gold Antitrust Action Committee uncovered a short video interview of Hugo Salinas Price of the Mexican Civic Association for Silver, whereby he, quote, describes a plan by which the Mexican government could effectively re-monetize silver and bypass the long-standing opposition of the country's central bank, end quote. Putting aside any investment effects on such a move, in the spirit of robust economic policy and sound money, I find this insight very interesting and inspiring. Moving away from a central bank-instituted and controlled fiat monetary system will seem daunting and impossible, but cracks are showing in their facade, as cryptocurrency is bringing forth a reality more and more people are waking up to, which in turn also brings a healthier understanding of gold and silver as monetary forms. Of course, it takes courage to stand up against the mainstream doctrine of fiat money. But, as with any progress or change or revolution, it takes only one, and if there's enough strength in those sitting silently waiting for a spark, anything is possible. And I think that is the positive ending we need to close off on this episode. The knowing that change and improvement, whether on a global scale or at one's home base, is possible. But it takes the proper mindset and the courage to stand up against the constant barrage of what is deemed normal. Let us not forget the trials and tribulations of people such as Galileo. At a time where the going acceptable doctrine was that Earth was the center of the universe, he dared stand up and take the years of onslaught and humiliation to say, no, such is not true.
the reality is different. So today, we need someone to stand up, even if a government such as the one in Mexico, and say no, fiat money is not the answer to our economic woes. All the while, knowing full well that the ensuing blowback of popular opinion and dogma will be of Herculean force that must be withstood. As the short piece notes, quote, The complaint is even more compelling against the Mexican Central Bank insofar as the country rests on enormous resources of silver and gold, and without monetizing them, is another rich country insisting on being poor. End quote. Indeed, how much longer will legions of countries and individuals be left to live in squalor before the current reality unravels? But what do I know? I'm a mere ranting recovering bankster mortal. Until next time, remember, be better, strengthen your courage, keep your integrity, and see you at the pinnacle. And now for the obvious but necessary disclaimer and reminder. This podcast is for informational purposes only and shall not be construed to constitute any form of investment advice. The views expressed are those of the host and or guest where applicable. Adrian Harasimu is a registered investment advisor with Align Capital Partners Inc. ACPI and the opinions expressed may not necessarily be those of ACPI. Adrian Harasimi also provides financial planning and insurance services and products through Atlas Galahad Eurocorp or Age. As such, depending on the product offered, Adrian may be representing different entities. Adrian will disclose the entity being represented. Information has been compiled from publicly available sources believed to be reliable, and all opinions expressed are as of the date of this podcast episode and subject to change without notice. The information is prepared for general circulation and has been prepared without regard to the individual financial circumstances and objectives of persons who receive it. You should not act or rely on the information without seeking the advice of the appropriate professional. The information contained does not constitute an offer or solicitation to buy or sell any security, investment fund, product or service. Content may not be reproduced without the expressed written consent of Adrian Harsini. Thank you for listening to today's episode.